Hello everyone, welcome back to Capes and Japes, where we, uh, we did not fuck up. Um, <clears throat> I am Olivia, hello. And I am Elion, also hello. Also, hello, hello from all of us. Um, so, last week we talked about Barbara Gordon, um, very near and dear to my heart, um, and today, um, we are talking about another, um, bat, another bat girl. And another uh, female character in the Batman canon. Um, we're talking about Cassandra Kane, who I also love, obviously. And we're um, we're also continuing the trajectory of like DC, just like really, really, really treating Batgirls very poorly. Yeah. It, it's almost as if comics have a problem with female characters. Comics do um, have a problem with women. Um, but it's like... Batgirls especially just... Oofa doofa get a, t- a tough time of it. Um, but um, Cassandra Kane. Um, Cassandra Kane was Batgirl at one point. She's also, um, been known as, uh, Black Bat, which is very cool, um, and currently as Orphan, um, <laughs> which is, like, I mean, it is, like, sure, yeah, the fun- like, it is on the one hand, like, like, kind of, like, a badass, edgy code name, but on the other, like, you're not only in Gotham, you're in the Bat family. Like, literally any of these people. Like, the vast majority <laughs> of your cohorts could also have the codename Orphan. It's just very confusing! And also, Cass is just some... like, no, I was... You guys all get, like, other shit. I'm just bare bones in it orphan (laughs) i'm just going very literal it's also it's funny because like if they're like obviously this hasn't happened but i like to imagine that at some point if they were like in like you know a big group combat scenario and somebody yelled out orphan to get Cass's attention that like everyone else would get like really offended (laughs) <laughs> I think someone was just saying it to be mean. Just like, hey, and then, like, no, no, that's, that's her code name. That's, that's, that's her thing. That's what she's going by. That's her whole thing. Um, alright, so, um, Cassandra's, uh, story, um, is gonna be, uh, a little bit, uh, a little bit familiar, retreading some ground that other Bat characters have tread, but she did. She has like sort of a similar thing to Damien, but she existed before Damien, so I don't know. I guess Damien's Damien's the knockoff. Um, but um, she was introduced in uh, 1999 um, during the. Um, the pretty well-known big Batman crossover event called uh, No Man's Land, which might have come up before at some point, um, 
but it's like, uh, it was like, oh, there's like a big earthquake in Gotham and like a bunch of like stuff gets destroyed and like, you know, like people are like running rampant. And so it's like, you know, like legally like sectioned off and it's a no man's land and like so it's just like oh you know everybody the whole bat family's just gotta like fend for themselves um so it's um it's 1999 it's a very 1999 storyline um but so um the the story we learn about Cass um is that she is the daughter of uh David Kane who is a famous assassin um working with the League of Assassins um and Lady Shiva who is also <laughs> a famous assassin um <laughs> uh Lady Shiva is the more um well-known character I think I think Cass's dad was just, like, created to be Cass's dad, but Lady Shiva has been, like, a Batman sort of recurring antagonist, like, occasional, like, you know, morally ambiguous, like, uh, anti-heroine for, like, a while. Also, like, uh, following in that, uh, tactic of uh you know that thing of where you have like uh an asian female character in comics and she's like an assassin and she's trained in martial arts and she has like probably some sort of like outfit that's like based on some sort of like traditional east asian clothing and like she's you know she's like she's she's evil but she's not like super evil she's like just like you know doing it for business but then like sometimes she falls in love with a superhero you know that because it happens like 18 times it's almost as if comics have a problem with asian characters being the protagonists Comics have a problem with Asian characters and with women and with Asian women. And the um, only people who are allowed to do martial arts and also be good people and not evil people are white men. That's true. You, that's the only... If we learned anything from the Danny Rand episode. <laughs> yeah, that's... Hey, let's all just take a lesson from Danny Rand. Oh boy. Oh Hachimachi. Um <sighs> comics. Yeah, comic books. Anyways, um Lady <laughs> Lady Shiva because I just clicked on this. Lady Shiva first appears in 1975 in a comic titled Richard Dragon Kung Fu Fighter. So that's that's where we're coming from with this. Okay, um, but Olivia Yes. Richard Dragon? Yes. Do they call him Dick? I don't... I don't know. I don't know anything about Richard Dragon. Dick I, Dragon Kung Fu Master. 
I hope they do not call him Dick Dragon. Because... You'd think with comics love of alliteration. Comics do love alliteration, but also, it was the 70s at this point, so I feel like somebody would have been like, Hey, (laughs) this might be a little much. What if that was the original name? They're like, yeah, Dick Dragon, Kung Fu Master, and they're like, you cannot, and they're like, fine, Richard (laughs) Dragon. Kung Fu Master, they'll come to the conclusion that we want them to. (laughs) They'll understand it. Years from now, some people will be recording a podcast, and they'll make this joke, and finally our spirits will be able to rest. (laughs) Um, anyways, um, so, uh, so, uh, the story, David Kane, who's an assassin, um, who works for the League of Assassins, um, Rachel Ghoul needs a bodyguard. He's like, how am I going to get the perfect bodyguard? For I don't know why Rachel Ghoul specifically needs a bodyguard, because he's surrounded by the most, the most highly trained assassins in the world at all times. They maybe, all just live in his house. Maybe he has, maybe he got really worried. He was just, reading, like, he was trying to look up some Western religion stuff, and he got to, like, the G- Jesus-Judas part, and he's like, one of these assassins is gonna assassinate me. I need another assassin to protect me. I need a better assassin to assassinate that assassin before they assassinate me. Um, but anyway, so he's like, well, the only way to make sure that this bodyguard is as like as you know as trained and as adept as I want them to be is to have a child and train them from birth (laughs) to be the perfect bodyguard for Rachel Ghoul um this is basically just the the precursor to Damian Wayne it is a lot like there's a lot of stuff I I (laughs) All right, so it didn't work out the first time. Let's do this This... again, but with Batman DNA, because that'll work out. That'll go better. Definitely won't go running off to Batman and turn good on me. (laughs) Unthinkable. Um, he, um, he meets, uh, he meets... Lady Shiva before she's Lady Shiva when she's just a very good martial artist and he's like she seems good she's got martial arts DNA um and he uh he kills her sister and then he's like hey I killed your sister give birth to a child um, the, so there's I, just it feels a lot. like he missed an important middle step there. No, I mean, yeah, they go over the middle step. Um, it's not great, is the thing. Um, anyways, so she's like, fine, whatever. Um, and then she has a baby and she's like, bye, alright. And then David Kane is like, yes, now I will teach this baby how to be an assassin. Step one, no talking. 
never, there will be no human speech or language allowed around this child. I'm going to teach her exclusively using body language, and she will understand body language so well that she will be able to predict anyone's movements in any fight forever. Um, I don't think that works that way. It does. It shouldn't. It shouldn't work that way, for sure. But comic books? Comics? <laughs> comics? Um, so he, uh, so he, you know, puts her through all of this, like, intensive training, um, and teaches her, like, martial arts and, you know, how to do murders, and also does not teach her how to talk or read or write, um, because you don't need those things when you're the, when you're just, your whole life is intended to prevent people from killing Rachel. Why is he even worried about people killing him? He literally has a pit that you can just jump in and you'll be brought back to life. It yeah, shouldn't even be that much of a concern. There's side effects. And it's such no. a hassle. <laughs> you gotta you gotta go all the way downstairs to the pit. <laughs> and it's a lot of stairs. He'd much rather rate like take years to cultivate a child assassin that's 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 how you gotta do it um never mind all those years that he could be assassinated while he is creating the perfect assassin (laughs) look these are the sacrifices you have to make um in uh the new in new 52 continuity it's a little bit different which i think also carries over into current continuity um which is weird it's it's very it's very weird the things about rebirth that were just like we're going back to how things originally were but also definitely a bunch of stuff that happened in new 52 still happens but this is like a different universe now question mark but a bunch of it still did happen but not all of it but some of it did and it's like fuck, i hate comic books so much um <laughs> But the current story is, like, a little bit different. I don't think the Al Ghouls are involved. Um, her dad, her dad's code name was Orphan, and that's where she gets the code name. Um, but he, uh, he's working for a supervillain named Mother, who's, like, the big bad of Batman and Robin Eternal. And that's where she shows up. Um, and Steph shows up for the first time. Batman and Robin Eternal is generally a good storyline and, like, reintroduces a lot of characters who weren't in the New 52 before. Um, Mother's sort of a boring villain, and I don't really care. But all of the Robin stuff is good. (laughs) 
but uh so she plays like a big role in that because she's like has this connection to the main villain and her dad was like trying to like prove that you know oh you can because she was also big into training children to be assassins he was like oh see you can train children to be assassins just using regular training instead of drugging them like you're doing which is cool um but anyways so um all of that all of that very terrible stuff happens um to Cass and then when she's eight her father takes her on her first murder baby's first murder Oh, baby's um, first murder. Did they get baby's... a photo and a souvenir and put it in like a shadow box on the wall? Um, they didn't really get a chance um uh, because he takes her in- to kill this, you know, famous like high-ranking businessman. Um and she kills him obviously because she's excellent at that. She's been trained for it since birth. Um and then uh when she does it, because of her, you know, highly attuned sensitivity to people's, like, body language and, like, expressions and stuff, she's like, oh no, this man is very upset and scared. (laughs) Dad, why Uh, are we doing this? This man is now very upset and scared. We've upset and frightened this man. Um, so she runs away and then for like about eight years or so she just like lives on her own and i don't know if anything's ever like covered like what she's doing in that time besides like training i guess which is just normally like generally in Batman canon whenever someone goes away for a very long time they're doing some sort of training um i mean they're all very dedicated individuals they like just unnaturally so um but um so she um eventually um heads in heads into Gotham. Um and she um she shows up. She saves uh Jim Gordon's life. Um congrats. Yeah, she does a great job. Um Batman and uh Oracle and everybody are like, "Thank you for your help. Who are you?" Um she still uh does not talk um and doesn't really understand social cues um and she still can't read or write um so it takes a it takes a while for them to kind of you know get to communicating um but she you know she gestures she draws pictures eventually they get to the point um where uh they're like okay well she's very good at fighting she clearly wants to help she came here to help i guess 
she can be Batgirl. Um, and Bruce is like, that's a great idea. She'll be Batgirl. Um, Babs, who is Oracle at this point, he's like, Oracle, you take care of her. <laughs> Try and teach her how to communicate with human people. Because um, clearly her... Batman is not the best person to teach someone yeah. how to communicate normally. Bruce isn't going to do that. He's like, uh, she's going to get her a Batgirl costume. We do need all the help we can get because of this no man's land situation. Um, so I'll talk to you later. Bye. Um, so, uh, Babs, uh, starts training her as Batgirl. Um, and her Batgirl costume is like, pretty badass it's got like like a like a hood that covers her whole face and you know bat ears um like the eyes are like like blacked out like she can see obviously but it's like tinted or whatever um and there's like uh like stitches sort of around like the mouth part which is like Kind of a little bit much, I always thought. Like, I don't know whose design input that was in canon, but I feel like on a meta level, (laughs) there's a point at which, like, having a character who, like, doesn't speak becomes less of a, like, oh, like, this is about, you know, her, like, traumatic past and her like you know own like mental psychological stuff she has to deal with and more like her gimmick is that she doesn't talk okay but also consider (laughs) yes they're not what if they weren't stitches instead they are a zipper so that she can (laughs) eat snacks (laughs) that's a very good point i did not think of the snack accessibility factor. I mean, you're running around on rooftops. You, yep. You're, you're burning a lot of calories. You got the so full true. face mask on. You how are you? You can't take the full face mask off completely. You gotta just get a little zippy zip so you can eat a snack and go. <laughs> God, you're so right. It's so important. <laughs> I was a fool. Um. Anyways, so uh, um, after No Man's Land in 2000, um, she becomes uh, the first Batgirl to have her own, like, self-titled ongoing series. Um, Because, like, Babs was, like, featured in a lot of comics, but she didn't have, like, like an ongoing Batgirl comic. Um... So that that's it's like uh mostly about her training with Babs at a uh she at a couple points runs into Lady Shiva and discovers Lady Shiva as her mom and they fight a lot they fight like a bunch of times at one point they fight and Shiva kills her and then realizes she's like oh she wasn't like really giving it her all 
and like resuscitate just like gives her CPR. Cause that's how that works. Cause it's yeah, it's fine. Um, um but um she you know, um she's close with uh Stephanie Brown, who's spoiler for most of this. Um which is like it's very good. She doesn't have like a whole lot of friends, but she and Steph are like genuinely very close and it's cute because like Cass is obviously, you know, largely nonverbal and like even without that it's just like kind of a very like reserved stoic, you know, mission focused person. Um and Steph is sort of you know, not, like, bubbly, but much, like, you know, She had a pretty normal teen upbringing. Yeah, you know, quippier and more energetic and, like, concerned with teen problems. Um, so it's, like, it's, it's very sweet that they have each other. And she, um, she also, um, she teams up a lot with uh, with Tim, obviously, because they're, like, around the same age. Um, Tim is initially very, very intimidated by her. Um, but, you know, uh, deals with that. Um, she, um, Dick is very fond of her because Dick's fond of everybody. Um. What a good sweet boy. He's the best boy. Um. She, like, gradually cut. It depends on the writer. I'm not, like, I, since, like, you know, post-Batgirl and also, like, as she's been in other storylines, like, uh, there'll be times where, like, people will have her, like, communicating in, like, partial sentences or sometimes one-word sentences. Um, so it, like, it varies a lot. There's a part in Batgirl where they get, like, a telepath to rewire her brain. Um, there's, like, a lot of very busted stuff that comes up in this. Um. Yeah. To rewire her brain so that she, that so that she just gets words. Like, you just telepathically, like, give someone language. Um. But then she's not as good as, at reading body language for some reason. Um, and then she, Lady Shiva teaches her how to read body language again. Um, anyways, uh, that's whack. Um, it just sounds like that telepath like fucked up some shit in there and was like, oops, oops, oops. It's a oops, side oops. effect of learning Verbal language. Definitely um, didn't accidentally take out that body language. Yep. It's it's fine. It's fine. Um at some at one point Babs says to her, she's like, Oh, it's the she's like, you know, she's like, I'm gonna run some brain scans because like I'm you know, able to do that because I'm the I have a PhD. <laughs> um <laughs> In library science. <laughs> In horribleness. Um, but um, she's like, she does like brain scans on her and she's like, 
Oh, it, your language processing centers are, like, diffused all over your brain instead of being in one place. I'm like, that does That's not how brains That's work. That's not how any of this works, but it's fine. Whatever, it's comics. You, sometimes you cut somebody's throat and the, you cut right through their vocal cords. But they, they don't live. bleed out. And sometimes your language centers are just all over your brain instead of in where they're supposed to be. Yes. Um, anyways, other, um, other non-telepath related comics have, like, taken a more organic track with this. I think, like, in, you know, in current continuity, it is more just like, well, you know, they start slowly teaching her language in a normal way, and she learns some ASL, and she learns some spoken language. Um, she is, um, she's a major character in, uh, the current Detective Comics, um, will continue to be so. Um, there's a new writer starting this week, um, doing a storyline that, um, appears to be Duke and cast centric and is almost definitely like a revamp of uh the outsiders which is a cool kind of like Batman adjacent team which would be very exciting um but in the storyline before this um there was this ongoing thing where they were like um teaching Clayface how to be like a good guy cuz he wanted to like redeem himself and he and Cass were, like, like, very close, um, and he would, like, he would, like, practice, like, lines with her, because he used to be an actor, yeah. and, like, it's really nice. <laughs> it was really nice, they're friends. She loved him. Um, anyways, that... It's very, very wholesome and good. Um, in, uh, so that's, she's in Batgirl, she's cool, she kicks ass, there's some, you know, there's a bunch of Al Ghul stuff that she has to deal with. Um, and then, um, in like, one year later, 52, Infinite Crisis, stuff uh she just goes evil um and there's not really an there's the explanation is like oh she's disillusioned um with batman's method of doing things anyway she's leading the league of assassins now like excuse me I, uh, it, sorry um, comics. Comics. No. Comics, please. Um, so she shows up in uh, Tim Drake Robin comics um, and is, you know, like basically a supervillain. And at first Tim's like, oh, like something like at the league, it's like holding her hostage or something. But she's like, no, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm love assassinations. And also I can, 
speak all the time now in fully coherent English. Um, but, uh, and then, and then that's going on, and then she, like, shows up in a bunch of other stuff, and she's, like, evil, um, and then people get, like, obviously, like, pretty fucking mad about it, because they're like, hey, what? Um, you didn't, you didn't have, you didn't have that many girls, and you definitely didn't have that many Asian girls, um, so to take this one and turn her evil for no reason seems a little whack to me. Yeah, um, sucks. Yeah, sucks, actually. Um, yeah, uh, I, let me find the quote on here somewhere. Um, I think it's, uh, Peter Tomasi, God love him, who was, uh, working on the one year later stuff. Um, oh, okay. It's not, Peter Tomasi did work on it, but it's like a different quote where like one of the writers was like, yeah, they just said like Cassandra's evil and they didn't give me a reason or like tell me why they wanted that to happen. So I just had to come up with something. Um, and then, like, Dan Didio was like, oh, yeah, I was glad that everyone was so mad that, like, Cass was evil because it, like, shows they really care about the character. It's like, shut up! Shut up, Dan! Shut up! Forever. Da Daniel. Dan Didio. Daniel. 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 Let's, let's, let's have a heart-to-heart. -heart. Daniel Didio. Just because it... You, you don't really want a negative reaction to things like this. You want positive reactions, or at least reactions where it's like, ah, yes, I can see how we got here. Like, I'm not super glad that Cass is evil now, but I can at least understand how her character got from point A to point C. <laughs> but you didn't do that, Daniel. You You're didn't. just like... Oh, she's evil now, and didn't give any reason or transition or anything. It's not a good thing to get it's, this sort of reaction. It's actually not great. I feel like Dan Didio has also been the main villain in a lot of these, like, Batgirl woes, because, like... <laughs> Dan Didio was also like, yeah, we hated Steph and we killed her, and he was like... Well, Barbara's the most iconic Batgirl, so that's why we, like, you know, made her able to walk again so she could be Batgirl. Um, and I think a lot of my uh, aggression towards Dan Didio just comes from the fact that, like, he just hates everything I love specifically. I'm Dan Didio, and I hate Steph, and I hate Cass, and I want to kill Dick Grayson so bad, and nobody will let me. And also, I hate when Wally is the Flash, and I only want Barry to be the Flash forever. I can't like, believe that all, all along, the, the worst DC villain was just Dan Didio. It's just Dan Didio! Um, so anyway, so people get really mad about it, and then they're like, oh, you, you see, what happened was, 
Deathstroke was drugging her the whole time, the same way he drugged Rose, because Rose went to go be a Teen Titan, and he didn't have, like, you know, a daughter to gaslight, so he was like, hey, this one, I guess. The um, Bat family took my daughter, so I'm gonna take one of theirs. I'm gonna take one of their daughters. Um, she is also, I don't know at what point this happens. It might be after she's done being evil. Um, but she is, Bruce does, uh, like, legally adopt her. So, anytime, I don't, it's probably not true in, like, current continuity, but, like, everybody ignores, like, what's true in current continuity anyways. So anytime <laughs> you see something that's like, here's all the Wayne kids and Cass isn't in it, it's fake, and that person needs to re-examine their life. Um, <laughs> Alright, here's all the Wayne children. Where's Cass? The rafters. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, like, oh, the oh, yep, yep, she's... She's up there. Guess she there doesn't want to be at this 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 uh fun party thing that we're required to go to as the Wayne children. I don't know. <laughs> no, that 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 that's about right. Um, she's wearing this very lovely dress, and she's just sitting up in the rafters, just like <laughs> mm, nope. No, not today. I don't think. Um. Yeah, but so they figure out that Deathstroke was drugging her, and they un they fix that, um, and then she joins uh she joins the Outsiders. Um, she gets uh she has like another uh run as Batgirl. Um, after Batman dies quote unquote um well everything else is going on and damien's there and dick is batman um she goes back to being batgirl for a bit and then she hands it over to steph um which is later revealed to be something that like batman told her to do if he died is like yeah um t train steph and then have her be batgirl um i'm batman and i know what's going on um and then she um she takes on the new identity of Black Bat, um, in which her costume is very similar, but her cape is spookier looking. Um, she doesn't have the cowl, she just has like a domino mask. And um she has a bunch of bandages wrapped around her hand and arm just for like the aesthetic. <laughs> Um, but so, uh, she does that, um, she rescues Tim from, like, a bunch of bullshit that he constantly gets into, um, and, uh, then everything gets rebooted, and then she's gone for a little bit, and then she shows up in, uh, Batman and Robin Eternal, and now she's orphan in Detective Comics 
and uh in various other like Gotham related things. Um so that's that's a that's a a, a brief history. Um she like she she's continually been like friends with Steph in every incarnation, which is like it's very important to me. Um her relationship with Babs is very important to me, and I'm sad that like now with how things have been done, Babs isn't like really her mentor figure anymore. Um something that's so a few things that are very important about Cass. Um one of them is the fact that she is uh pretty much unequivocally agreed upon by almost everybody. Uh the best fighter in the Bat family, which makes her, like, probably, arguably the best fighter in the DC universe. She could beat up Batman. She can and will and does beat up Batman. Good. Um, I actually found, while I was, like, looking up evidence for this, um, back when, uh, in the, the current Batman storyline, I think it was during, like, the uh, I Am Bane, somebody asked Tom King on Twitter um, to, like, you know, rank, like, the Bat family in, you know, how, what, how good they are at fighting. Um, and Tom was like, I mean, people are going to argue about it, but sure. One, Cassandra. Two, Dick. Three, Bruce. Four, Damien. Then, like, Kate, Helena, Jason, Steph. Tim was at the bottom, which is, like, I think also a given of anybody. <laughs> like, I I love him so much. He's being the worst fighter in the Bat family is still, like, better than, like, 99% of the world's population. But also, like, oh, honey. He has his other strengths. He has so many other strengths. If it was a detective list, he would be way at the top. But somebody should ask Tom King, who's the best detective in the Bat family. Just so Tim can have something. List them um, out, Tom. Tim anyways. needs this. <laughs> Please. Um, just go ask James Tiny and all the nice things about Tim, and he'll tell you because he loves Tim the most. Anyways, the funniest thing I just brought this up, um, because A, like everybody knows Cass is the best. Um, but B Listing Dick as second and Bruce third is, um, it's like, it's, it's super, it's the most valid thing I've ever heard anybody do. <laughs> um, but also, Tom, that's ridiculous. <laughs> I love him. I love him so much. I'm so glad you love him this much. There is no way on earth that Dick is a better fighter than Bruce is. That doesn't make any sense! Damien's probably better than Dick is! What are you talking about? <laughs> He's very good! He's not better than Batman! That's like the whole point! <laughs> what are you talking about, Tom? Tom King, who I love so much! What you're saying is nonsense! Tom King, very good at writing Dick Grayson, but also... He, 
He's so Probably good at writing biased. Dick Grayson. Probably a Loves little bit biased. <laughs> I mean, fair. Like, same. A hundred percent same. Um, anyways, that was very funny to me. Um, but she's the best fighter. And, like, Batman tells her this, like, explicitly to her face. Um, Cassandra. You could kick my ass any day of the week, and honestly, it frightens me a little bit. <laughs> it's a little, it's, it's a little much, but I'm proud of you. You're my daughter and I love you. I am a little freaked out. Um, she's also, <laughs> she has been told by Batman that he is her pick to take over for him when he dies or retires but that's like almost definitely not gonna happen unless he dies <laughs> what were you um, talking about in the discord the other day about uh dark knight returns editor's note i meant dark knight rises the christopher nolan film oops just like Oh, yeah, like what? Like, Batman's just gonna be like, I think I'm done being Batman now. Like, that's not how Batman works. I think I'm just gonna go to Paris or whatever and just eat croissants and not gonna, worry about Gotham at all. I'm gonna fake my death and eat croissants, and it's totally cool that somebody else is gonna have to, like, live in Gotham and make the same sacrifices that I made to be Batman. I'm morally comfortable with that. He wouldn't be. It doesn't matter if that's, like, fair. He wouldn't be. Jesus. <laughs> um. But, um. He, he, he tells Cass he, like, he, you know, would want her to be Batman. Or, you know, it's confusing because, like, if she's Batman, she's not Batman man um but she, she can't could really be, be batman if she wanted to be she could be batman if she wanted to be but i'd like i feel bad making like I should, like can it can he just go back to being the bat i mean it could that would be it super could. chill it would just be like, cool batman and chill is dead long live the bat yeah i know because i like she can't be batwoman because that's already a thing and she can't be Batgirl, because she already was, and that's already a thing, too. Um, but Cass... This is, like, all hypothetical anyways, because, like, I seriously doubt, like, in my lifetime, like, I'm going to see Bruce Wayne permanently, like, dead or retired. Do you um, think they ever will? I, like... I don't know if it's gonna happen before, like, comics stop being published. <laughs> like, like, I, I honestly, like, I would love if it did. I'd be, like, so stoked. <laughs> I don't think Hi, it's gonna happen. welcome to our comics podcast. We would love if Bruce Wayne permanently died. <laughs> I would fucking love it. No. <laughs> I would be sad about it, but the fool has been in existence for 80 years. Yeah, at this point, like, he's, he's 
it's it's a miracle that he has not permanently died yet. Yeah. Because um, comics just don't want to let anything go. Comics can't do like, it. Well, mm, they don't want to let their, their, their precious, precious white men go. Yeah, exactly. Um, but it's, if, in the event that it did happen, um, people who might be Batman, one, Dick Grayson, who keeps being Batman whenever Bruce is fake dead or, you know, has to go into hiding or in, I think, the next upcoming arc of Batman after the wedding issue, he... Mr. Freeze sues him in court? I think? And Bruce Wayne has to go to, like, has all these court dates, so Dick has to be Batman is the gist I'm getting. Um, I'm in love with this concept. It's great. I'm so stoked for it. Mostly, especially, I'm stoked to have Tom King writing Dick again, because, like, oh god, I need it. Yeah, I was um, about to be all like, this is a Tom King joint still, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Tom King is in it. Um, Tom oh, King, no. just like, okay, but what if Mr. Freeze sues Bruce Wayne? <laughs> it's like, perfect, good, thank oh, you, no. Tom King, for continually I have... making ideas that I'm super into. It's so great. I have dogs. It's no. They're also super into this concept. They love this idea. Dogs, please. Please, dogs. Please. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. They'll be fine. All right. Shut up. Okay. I'm going to keep <laughs> talking. Um. But, okay. Dick Grayson, who could be Batman, um, but would be miserable if he had to be Batman permanently. Oh, yeah. Like, it's so antithetical to, like, everything about his worldview and how he approaches his own life. Um, and I don't want that for him. Um, Damien, who seems like the likeliest option at this point, cause especially because there's been, like, a bunch of people who came from the future. He's like, I'm from the future and you're Batman and John is Superman, which... I love also, this. having John as Superman is very good to me. I love um, this. It's great. It's really good. Can Maybe you imagine- this is what Super Sons has been leading to this whole time. This whole time. Can you imagine living in a DC universe where, like, not only are, like, Batman and Superman, like, worked out all of their, like, weird, like, like moral differences, like- as 12-year-olds, and now they're just, like, on the same wavelength, like, 24-7, like, it would be the dopest place. I, I want a whole running series of this. It would be really good. So At DC, get on it. Yeah. That part of Damien as Batman is good. And I think Damien as Batman would generally be good, um, because, you know... He's overcome a lot of his emotional issues and will continue to do so as he gets older. Um, but it's also like, you know, a lot of his story arc is about like kind of grappling with these legacies. So I'd be interested to see what happens if he's 
didn't beat Batman. And instead he beat something else. Um, Nightwing. Nightwing, please. I'm pretty Nightwing. sure we've already talked about this we on the podcast. definitely have, like, in, like, one of our very first episodes, but, like, please, Nightwing. It's possible that I cut it out. Okay. Well, I don't remember. If, if Damien was Nightwing, it would rule. Um, and then Cass, who, um, I think is a really interesting choice. Who's, like, my personal favorite. Like, I would... God, I would love it. Um, not only because she's the best fighter, um, and partly because of her, like, you know, personal, like, single-minded dedication and willingness to make sacrifices, which is both a good and a bad thing, but that's also why, you know, you're Batman and you have people around you who can, you know help you make decisions and, like, you know, not get so lost in your single-minded dedication that you, like, lose track of yourself. Like, maybe, for example, Duke? And she and Duke are partners and they work together? I don't know. Just throwing it out there, maybe, hypothetically, they could kiss. It would probably be pretty good. Um, <laughs> just saying. They're, they're partners and also partners. Wink! Um... I I wanted I we're getting like so off track but that's fine. Um I said like a long time ago on Twitter I was like, "Man, Cass and Duke would probably be pretty good. Like that would be a hit I could like I could get behind, I think. I think that'd be nice." Um and now they're like like the the kind of co-leads on this new like outsider storyline. I'm like, "Dude, if they date and I predicted that, like, a year and a half ago. I'm gonna blow a gasket. Um, we just have to print off your tweet and frame yep. it. And frame it forever. And also, whatever comics panel they get together in. Frame them side by side. Yes. Be like, Binch, I did this. Um, <laughs> I put this into the universe, and the universe said, yeah. Hell yeah. Um... There's also, um, one of the things that's most intriguing about the idea of Cass as Batman is there's, um, one, like, uh, one sequence, I think it's in Batgirl, where she, like, gets into, the, like, a fight with Bruce, like, and, you know, on, like, the rooftops and stuff, you know, like, like Bat family people do. Um, oh, of course. And then he eventually, he asks her what her allegiance is towards. And she's like, not you. It's this. And she, like, points to the, the symbol on his chest, which is, like, so good. <laughs> Um, and, like, so, I think it would be important if Bruce dies, which he's not going to, and somebody else was Batman, which we're not going to have, to have somebody who could, like, put aside their, like, you know, personal relationship to, like, who Bruce is. 
and, like, you know, who Batman was, and just, like, focus on the mission, which Dick definitely would never be able to do. And which I think... No, no, no. Damien! Poor... (laughs) Poor boy. Poor sweet boy. Poor Um, empathetic boy. Oh, he feels so much all the time, my son. Um, Damien, I think, could, but it would be a source of some, you know, tension for him. Cass would be able to, no question. Like, Cass, not that Cass doesn't, like, care about Bruce or, like, like Bruce, but Cass, like, does what needs to be done. And, like, she knows came, what's up. She knows what's up. And she came to Gotham to do, like, to get shit done. And she understands that they have, which I think is partly why, like, Bruce, like, picks her. Because he, like, he wants somebody who knows that there's a mission and the mission is what matters no matter what. And, like, other people probably wouldn't agree with him about that. But he's like, this is how Batman works. She gets it, so peace out. Um, there's also, um, not, there's, uh, a a decent coalition of people, um, myself among them, who are like, oh, hey, Cass is, like, you know, like, nonverbal, or, like, you know, depending on the incarnation is, like, you know, somewhat nonverbal. Um, and she, you know, has trouble in social situations, and she's, like, like, very intensely, like, prodigiously good at her, like, one specific area of focus. Maybe she's autistic. Um, and then every time you bring that up, some, like, fool's gotta be, like, um, actually, the reason she doesn't talk is because her father, like, trained... Like, yeah, I know. Okay. <laughs> I understand. Can you uh, not, um, actually me? Because, uh... Yeah. Actually, I that, know the, all this stuff. And... I do know I all this. I don't care. The thing about it is, if comics is not going to give us heroic autistic characters then by god we are going to make them ourselves um dc your characters are ours now what's up they belong to us forever thanks um but um cast rules there is actually there's a part um in batman and robin eternal actually um where uh when they first, like, find... It's, like, Jason finds her and he gets into a fight with her in a bar. Because um, I think she was does. sent to to kill him, technically. Um, and they, like... they. I think we talked about this in Jason episode, maybe. But they, like... Like, Dick and Tim, like, call him. They're like, Jason, there's an assassin after you. He's like, oh, yeah. I got a gun pointed at her right now. And also <laughs> he answers the phone and says, yellow. Um... So that's, I, I uh, believe we did talk about that during Jason, and I love it. That's my boy. Um, but so they take Cass back to the Batcave, and um, they're trying to, you know, ask her what's going on, and she doesn't, you know, speak. Um, 
and like they're like trying to argue about what to do and there's one point where tim's like no like she is the mind of a child like we need to like use what works on children uh which is like tim and it's infuriating to me because it like it tracks from the point of view of like tim is a person who like you know doesn't necessarily like think about other people as like autonomous human beings but also it's like tim as probably the most mentally ill bat family member which is saying a lot yeah dog. should not really be commenting on other people's neurodivergence timothy um come on timothy come on timothy i don't it's not really a tim problem it's more of a writing problem um but anyways yes, right but after unfortunately, that unfortunately the only yeah. way that tim gets characterization is through the writers as it turns out um but anyways after they have this whole like argument and like uh you know tim tim says that and like dick says like well she needs our help and jason's like she tried to kill me and they're like talking about like Cass like stands up and she goes over to like each of them individually and she like goes over to tim and she like taps his forehead and she goes to jason and she like taps his hand and then she goes to dick and she like taps his heart and it's like you know, cause she gets she gets the aspects they're all embodying yeah. in this trinity, um, and I'm emo about it. Um, anyways, I talked for longer about Cass than I thought I was gonna. Um, but I love her. <laughs> She's good, and she needs more appreciation. Um, did you read any comics books this week? Oh boy, yeah. Oh, oh, oh holy I'm, moly! I'm in. I think I'm in like an upswing. I, you know how it how how it be like you read <laughs> yeah you either read you zero do. books or a thousand books. Yes. So absolutely. Uh, I didn't. I have two graphic novels that I didn't mention last episode that I want to <laughs> mention now that I didn't technically read this week. <laughs> um. But I read uh, My Lesbian Experience with Loneliness by Kabi Nagata. Oh, yes, the famous one. Yes, the famous one. It's very good. Uh, which, speaking of mental illness, has a very, like, direct and heartfelt way of talking about her own mental illness, which I love. Oh, good. Uh, I also read This One Summer by Mariko Tamaki and yes. Jillian Tamaki, which also very very good um mariko actually also has a um like a a supergirl graphic novel that just came out that i haven't been able to get my hands on yet um yeah, i think it's called oh shoot i uh, wrote it down being super yeah supergirl being super yes um so i do i do want to check that out but then um, this week yes this week i have read two other graphic novels uh pashmina by nidhi chanani mm -hmm. which is lovely and the prince and the dressmaker by jen wayne ah uh, yes wayne, which i definitely need to check out which very good i i love it I love it so much. <laughs> and then I read 
uh, one, two, three, four, five, six proper volumes of comics. Holy moly. This week, I read Batman Rebirth Volume 5. Yep. Which, very good. I read some more 90s Nightwing. I read two volumes of 90s Nightwing. Because <laughs> I'm me. I also read Hawkeye vs. Deadpool, finally. And it's very good, Hooray. but I did not expect it to get very sad in, like, the very last page. And I'm like, what the fuck? Surprise! <laughs> I didn't want to be sad about Clint Barton at the end of this fun Deadpool romp. You fool. It It's true. I You're gonna I, be sad I, about I, Clint Barton no matter what. That's, that's also true. Um, and then I read Squirrel Girl Beats Up the Marvel Universe, which... Very good. Excellent. And the new Runaways Volume 1 by Rainbow Rowell, finally. Which I do. I love it so much. I don't want to. I'm not going to get. We don't. Oh my god, we've been so long. Um, <laughs> we don't it's have so good time though, to right? talk more about Runaways. But I love Chase. In... I love. Chase is so good. The Victor stuff is so good. The Victor um, stuff is also very good. Especially, um, because you and I both read, um, Tom King's Vision yes. before we read New Runaways, so, yes. like, how some very sad stuff happens with Victor, so, like, having very good Victor stuff is like, oh, oh thank God. Oh, um, child. But, yeah, that's, 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 that's what I've, that's what I've read this week. Them's comics. It's 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 all very good. Did you read anything this week? Um, I have two things I want to talk about real quick. One is I'm still keeping up. I don't want to say keeping up with because literally I don't want to buy it. So I just go to the comic book store and I like flip through it real quick to see what's happening. Um, but the Brian Michael Bendis Man of Steel to see what's going on. And like, of course, as I feared, like, John and Lois are missing now and it's oh, like no. it's like it happened in the past and you're getting like bits and pieces of like how it happened but it's like uh Jor-El just showed up and is <sighs> alive and everyone like understands that he's alive and he's like give me the boy um I don't know if they give him the boy yet it has not <laughs> been established whether they will give the boy to him but Give the boy's me the boy. not present. All right. Something happens in in between that and the current timeline where John is not there. Which, okay, first of all, hey Clark, if you give John to an alien, I don't care what happens. Damien is going to kill you. Damien Wayne is going to come find you and he's going to fight you to the death. Um, Get wrecked. It's, yeah. Um, and also, it is like, I hope it's resolved quickly once he takes over Action Comics. Um, but I kind of suspect it won't be. And I'm like a little bit bummed about it because like the Tomasi Gleason Superman was like so, 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 so much about like Clark and Lois and John and like John like almost as a secondary like protagonist in Superman of like you know like Clark like how do I you know teach this boy to like 
deal with his powers and be a good person and like all of these things that I learned growing up and you know like about where he came from but also that he like belongs on earth and like how do I be a dad and like all of this like stuff and this genuinely like very like heartfelt earnest like kind of like like just short of like corny like in a lot of other hands it would have been like hokey but like in the way of like really good superman stuff like it was like just like yeah you know what like doing the right thing is great yeah like um the, the point the point of superman comics is that they're extremely heartfelt listen um and so i kind of understand um like well, you're a new writer who's, like, working for DC for the first time and, like, you know, writing Superman for the first time and you want to do, like, all of, like, you know, the classic super. You want to do, like, Daily Planet stuff and Krypton stuff instead of doing this new thing that, like, just got introduced. But also, there's been so many Superman comics and I was so excited about this Superman comic that was doing kind of a, a new thing. And now I'm worried it's just gonna be. And also, I love John. I yeah. don't. I don't think Bendis loves John. And I'm like, get rid of him then. Who cares? <laughs> I love John. Um, and then also we've gone so long. Very very quick. Um, one thing that we haven't brought up yet that is very important to both of us is that um. This was announced previously, but they recently, like, released, like, a bunch of, like, covers and, like, uh, artists and stuff. Um, DC is, this year, I launching a, um, a couple of new, like, graphic novel initiatives aimed at, like, young readers. It's DC Zoom, I think, is, like, kind of the, like, the middle grade one. And then DC Inc. is, like, the young adult oriented one. Um, and there's so many things that look so good in it. Um, the Raven one looks so good. The Raven one looks really good. I think, um, I know Ridley Pearson is doing a Super Sons thing. Um, Meg Cabot, I think, is writing something. Um, a lot of, like, pretty big, like, YA middle grade names, um, working on these. Um, and you should go check that out if you're interested, because you should be, because it looks, like, really great. Also, there's, like, a bunch of them are about girls, which I, like, love. Um, there could, there's, there should be more characters of color. Um, and also, as somebody pointed out, like, they should definitely have, like, the artists should get higher billing. Um, but... I think I hopefully this does well and they keep doing it and they can like, you know, introduce more things because um it looks like exactly the kind of stuff that like I want to read that both of us I think want to read. So Yeah. Yeah, I saw like um, the list of things and I'm like this looks so wholesome and I'm all about it. It looks so good. Um okay, but yes, we've talked so long. Yeah, we, oh no, we, I still have to say all our other stuff. Shoot. Okay. Uh Find us on social media. You can find us on Twitter and Tumblr and Facebook, uh, Instagram. Um, 
uh, Pinterest. Uh, all of those are just under capes and japes. Um, you, we have a Discord now. We mentioned that. I mean, we mentioned it last week. We mentioned it in this episode. Um, the link to that should be on. It's definitely on our Twitter and on the Facebook group. Um, you can, uh, you should come in and you should talk to us and you should tell us your opinions and, and hang out and show us pictures of your Funko Pops. <laughs> um, it's a very good group so far. It's been nice. It's been very pleasant. Um, you, uh, you can email us at uh, capesandjapes at gmail.com. Um, you... If you're so inclined, um, can leave us a rating and a review on iTunes. That would be just swell. Um, you can leave us a tip in our tip jar if you're feeling very generous. Um, and, uh, yeah, until next time, thank you for listening and sharing and experiencing this long episode with us. I seriously didn't think it was going to be this long. Um, but... As always, thank you for joining us for Capes and Japes. I have been Olivia. And I have been Elion. Kiss me sexy Batman. Kiss me sexy Batman. Especially if the Batman is Cass. Kiss me sexy the bat? Question mark? We'll work on it. It, it, doesn't, it doesn't really flow as well. <laughs> oh, well.